welcome back fellow Totten fans to a new season of the Spurs News Podcast. Firstly, let me say apologies that the regular voiceover guy's off right there. He's unwell. Get well soon, fella. But I'm delighted to say I've got a script in front of me here to say welcome to the new manager, welcome to Spurs, Julian Nagelsmann. Wait, no, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Welcome, Brendan Rodgers. No, sorry. Uh, it's a little out of date, this. Welcome back to the club, Mauricio Pochi. No, wait. No, I got that. Is it Ten Hag? Antonio Conti. Paulo Fonseca? Ah, Catuso. Potter? Well, who the f gets it then? Are you sure? 100% this time. Okay, right, we'll start. We'll start for now. Start for now. Everybody, welcome back to the new season of the Spurs News Podcast. Welcoming our new manager, Nuno Espirito Santo. Now, here's the host. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, returning once again for a new season. Joining me, my partner in crime, it's Matt. Hey you mate, you are. Right. It's been a while, hasn't it? There's a lot gone on since we've been gone last. A, a lot, a lot <laughs> has gone on. I, I did a silly little video thing yesterday to put on the social medias. I sent it to you, which was basically like, oh, you know, our final show was like the 28th of May or something like that. Um, but there's not a lot to talk about, and then <laughs> wallop, 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 this, 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 and this. So uh, we have got a packed show, so I didn't put anything out there to, to the audience to say, hey, what are your views? Uh, so apologies to that if you're a regular listener and you wanted to vent about something. Uh, this is just purely going to be me and Matt trying to work through a long list of things to talk about. Uh, I was going to say, Sam, oh, there's no Tottenham fans venting. I don't think I've ever seen a Tottenham fan fan in the last couple of months, so that can't be a thing, no. can it? <laughs> no, 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 no. No one's, no one's uh, got a strong opinion on anything. At the moment, no. No. Um, as, I mean, let, I want to kick off with some admin stuff, uh, because let's get the boring stuff out of the way. Um, <clears throat> my my uh, voice may be a little hoarse and everything like that. I'm, I'm going to start by just a little personal update. Unfortunately, I, I got taken down by COVID, the Delta variant, and uh, very unwell for a number of weeks. This is my first few days back to some sort of normality, and I'm straight back in the deep end talking about Tottenham. So if at any point you start hearing my voice going, I apologise. I, I am getting there. <laughs> you really don't need to be uh, talking about Tottenham to recover, though, Sam. I know we've, we're doing it for the podcast. It's but... cruel, <laughs> I know. It's like cruel and unusual punishment. It's like, oh, Mr. Jones, you can leave hospital today. Hooray, and here's your podcast schedule. No, boo. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so there's that. Um, so that's one little bit of admin out of the way. So just apologise um, if I'm a bit croaky or I cough a lot. Um, the other thing is we, ever since we started this, uh, my, my voiceover guy, our American voiceover guy has done all of our, um, intro, outro and everything like that. Um, he has been insanely busy himself. He's had a lot going on in the U S and basically we wanted to update things for each season. Um, so we've updated the theme music, which I really like, uh, but he just simply hasn't been available to do any of the recordings so this season um 
we are starting with, as you'd have just heard, the long drawn out joke about the new manager. Um, but we, I've actually roped in lovely Laura from Instagram to be our voiceover person for this year. Yeah, I mean, we don't need the American guy, do we, when we've got Laura? No, no I mean, he, he does still listen, so I love you, Jim. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, lovely Laura has stepped in. So from next week, which is our, you know, season proper, uh, we will have standard uh, clips for everything, and it will be lovely Laura's voice on everything. So uh, that's something for everyone to look forward to. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so so this week uh, we had a stand-in uh, Irish fella, as you all heard. Um, <clears throat> and one of the funniest things of the summer has got to be the manager search. Um, I say the funniest thing. At the time, it wasn't so funny. Um, I, I have never, in all the time I've been following Tottenham and then been ingratiated to a group of people who are very much on the pulse of things, if that makes sense. I, I, I talk to them, I, I listen to them. These people very much have great insight into the club. And ever since I've been involved with them, I have never seen a situation that changed and was so all over the place as I did with our manager hunt. It was insane. I mean, I was basically putting information into our chat, letting you guys know, oh, it appears we're talking to so-and-so. And then five minutes later, coming back, going, "Well, that's all changed." Do you know what? I I I do get it that there was a lot of um, you know a lot of candidates, and it was a long drawn out thing, and everyone was taking the piss. But I, I don't, like surely I, I I appreciate that you know sometimes these things happen quickly, but sometimes they don't. And what, what why like it, why was it all so public? All of it. That's what I don't understand. That 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 is an issue, um, and it's an issue that the club are trying to address uh, so basically there's a lot of people very unhappy at Tottenham at the end of last season this will not shock anyone um, not only were the fans unhappy there were a lot of staff unhappy as well and I get the impression and this is purely my opinion no great insight here a lot of those staff decided you know what fuck you I'm gonna tell everyone <laughs> And and it appeared that every time the club tried to do anything, it got cut from under them because it leaked. Um, the Mauricio Pochettino thing uh, was a conversation between Daniel Levy and him and was progressing nicely. It got leaked. And all of a sudden, of course, PSG shut that door hard. Um, Mauricio Pochettino now is managing Lionel Messi and Neymar and Mbappe, so I don't think he's got a bit of a strike that. force over there, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, for for the, I mean, imagine being just like one of those French league clubs. You know, you're a defender, a bit aged now. You know, and you're looking around, you think, oh, we play Paris Saint Germain, oh, Neymar, oh, Mbappe, oh, they've added Messi. <laughs> Wonderful. That, that's uh, that's going to be my afternoon sorted. Um, so yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous. I know we're going off on a little bit of a tangent, and I promise I'll come back to it. I just want to just briefly mention the messy thing because I know that we were chatting yeah. about it with Dan on the on the ch- on our little messenger chat, weren't we? I I, I know yeah. you and you and you and uh, Dan had kind of a little bit of a differing opinion with Messi, uh, but I I tend yeah. to feel like uh, that. It, I know it, he's been a Barcelona his entire life, and he was very upset that he was leaving, and I get that from a club point of yeah. view. Because obviously they can't they can't afford to pay him, but I mean, like yeah. I I do feel a little bit like 
you know, you're Lionel Messi. You would have got hundreds of thousands a week. You you probably have millions anyway, and you would have got hundreds of thousands a week um, in merchandise and anything like that. So I don't feel like he had to leave, you know? I, I don't know. Yeah. What, I know you, you felt a little bit differently, but I, I just feel like it's it, it felt a little bit like if you were that upset, mate, you don't really have to leave. <laughs> um, my, my view on it is I, I don't believe people should work for free. Um, I, I, I granted that, you know, he was on a million euros a week. It's not right? a bad amount, is it? <laughs> no. And he agreed to cut that by 50% to stay. Now, the scale of what you are paid, let's say in your job, you get on great with all the people you work with, you enjoy your job, you've been there 10 years, let's say, and they go, look, we're really sorry, we can't renew your contract. Would you ever in your life go, right, well, give me a 50% pay cut, I'll stay, or would you look for yeah, another I, no, job? I, I do get that, Sam, I do get that, but I think the difference between me and Messi is if, if I take a 50% pay cut, I can't afford to pay the mortgage. With Messi, if he takes a twenty, if he takes a 75% pay cut, I'm sure he's going to be still yeah. fairly comfortable in his life. You know? Well, <laughs> you, we say that, but it's scale. You know, like if I if I earn a thousand pounds a week, I will spend up to my thousand pounds a week. If I earn ten thousand pounds a week. I will spend. What, what is Messi spending? What is Messi spending? Have, have you seen his missus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got three kids. They, they, you know, the houses. Don't get me wrong, mate. I don't think I could spend no, a million pounds. I struggle. I don't think I could. I mean, I, I give up a little bit for a laugh, but I, um, I don't think I could. I, I'm just saying, I, I am of the opinion that people don't work for free. If you're good at something, you get paid for it. You know, he's got two, three years left of his career, and then that's it. You know, he's done, and I'm sure he'll go on to do whatever the hell he wants to do and earn money from showing up places, probably. <laughs> but, you know, like, hey, Messi, I'll tell you something I saw yesterday, which I thought was bananas. Paris Saint Germain's social media had 19.8 million followers, and Messi signed in there over 40 wow, million. Wow, doubled it. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine being that social media manager? <laughs> Like, what? The pressure. The absolute pressure. Imagine how great it would be if you had, like, a bonus built into your contract, like, growing the social media following. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you, you grow the following by a certain percentage, we'll pay you a bonus. You just walk in into the office this morning like a pimp walk. Like, what up? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? When Because, um, obviously, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the show you, you wasn't well, and and uh, I know it's normally you that does the, yeah. uh, the, the Facebook page, our Facebook page, and I think we've got yeah. 70 two or something thousand followers on there yeah so yeah, i, I is, took yeah. over when we was it was to, when i think it was the final that that weekend i was i was kind of covering yeah. that and for, for the week afterwards and i was remember i was with with seb and um i said right let's put a post on about harry kane and see how many likes we get like straight so we posted the, the i think it was the message from his from his wife about good luck and it you could see yeah. it you could look at it and you could see the numbers growing and it went up to i think about a, a, a thousand likes or something like that and seb was like wow look at that so can you, can you imagine if the social media guy's got oh, a little boy? Mate. Watch, watch me yeah. post something about Messi. Watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just watch this kid. Yeah. No, it's nuts. It is nuts. And um, yeah, I mean, I imagine Spurs news region. Oh. I'd, I'd be, I'd be afraid yes, to post. I'd the pressure <laughs> because with seventy odd thousand people, no matter what I post, oh. some people call me an asshole. So, do you know what? I, do, do you know what? Forty million. I'll get oh. to do you know that's one thing? <laughs> that's one thing I did learn, and, and honestly, I don't know how you do it because I could. I, I, honestly, some of the days I found the most positive 
positive posts yeah. I could possibly think of, and yet the first yeah. ten comments were negative. I'm like, I, I, I give up. I know. <laughs> it, it's actually a, quite a fun. You got to turn it into a game, and it's a fun game idea, which is how how can someone turn this negative? And then it's like, oh wow, yeah, did it. Did it. Well done. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually impressed. It's like how can how can someone find the negative spin on it? But it's incredible, do, and they do, and they do it really well. <laughs> It's it's really impressive, actually. Um, but yeah, so yeah, messes at PSG now. That's that's mental. yeah. We go back to, um, go back to the manager hunt. Yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so going back to it, I mean, I, it was mad. It was kind of like we get linked with a name, which you know, press do crazy. So that's kind of like you can ignore it. Um, but these were people who were getting fed information by the club. So these are people coming out going, well, now we're talking to so and so, and it's like, well. It's not unusual to talk to multiple candidates for a job. What was unusual was that it constantly hit the mm. press. It was like every time the club went, okay, let's talk to so-and-so then, if they're interested in having a chat, it'd be all over the press. And then, it, and then of course, the story would turn from Tottenham are talking to Antonio Conte to Conte rejects Tottenham. Well, the reality of that is the two sides talked. He was interested in potentially taking it on provided all of his conditions were met and the club went nah <laughs> you you want to bring a coaching team of how many people you know you can't do this you can't do that so it was just never going to work but a simple conversation between two parties became a full week spread of news it was it was bizarre um but i find myself going through every range of emotion you possibly can on several occasions over these managers, which is like, I really don't like the idea of that, to, okay, I've looked into it, maybe it would be good. Okay, yeah, I'm on board now, right, bring it on, to, oh, okay, it's not happening, great, all right, and then you got to start yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was mad. Um, as it is, we do have a new manager, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, is that how you say his name? I think you've done a pretty good job at that. I know, I know you can you you can butcher names. So. Oh man, I, I can butcher some of the managers you were linked with. I was like, oh no. Do, do, do you know what? I, I've got to say as well. Um, I don't know. If, I, I can imagine loads of Spurs fans are doing exactly the same as me. But I had, you know, when you when you search a site quite often. So then when you go onto your phone, you yeah. go onto. Um, the, the internet search you've only got to put the two first two letters in and it comes yeah, so I had the odds yeah, checker yeah. one because it, it, it was it was taking a while wasn't it you know so I'd go on the odds yeah. checker and like you said like there'd, there'd, there'd be uh, talks of Conte start and then it, he'd go to four, you know nine to four on and then no that one yeah. he's gone back to 20 to one you know it was going up and down all the time but one I, I found incredible and I know I did I remember sharing it on the on the uh, page as well at one point Sol Campbell was 100 to one a hundred yes. to one, like how how is that even? How is it only two zeros? You know, <laughs> and who yeah, put money yeah, on that? Yeah. <laughs> Sol Campbell, probably. <laughs> yeah, God, that guy's a lunatic. Um, I, I think that might have been it. I think I think Sol Campbell being appointed Tottenham manager might have been the day. I yeah, went, I've done. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> nope, that was. I needed something to push me, and and that was it. That that was yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Best of luck, everyone. I'll miss you. I'm off to the MJ. Oh god, yeah. I was going anywhere, but yeah. Do you know what? Funny enough, we was and Nuno had been mentioned uh, before, hadn't he? And that 
Yeah. And again, I know yeah, we. Yeah, and, and, and you you were very big. Yeah, on and and the reason being is because uh, and I know I mentioned it at the time is that you know mm. Seb and I went to uh, the, the Wolves game uh, a couple of seasons ago. Was it a couple of yeah, seasons ago? Yeah, when we when when we beat them three two was three up and they got two goals yeah. back. But you can you could tangibly sense the the the, the love. They ha- the, the, there was for Nuno, you know, they absolutely adored him. Yeah. You know, when when we went to the, as we was going to the game, we stopped off at a cafe and had some dinner, and it was Nuno this, Nuno that. This guy was adored by the Wolves fans, and I, and I, when we when we actually appointed him, I thought I'd have a little look at the the Wolves official Wolves Facebook page, and just going yeah. back to when he was still manager, and there's a post uh, saying, oh, it's Nuno's birthday, and we, you know, we talk about we post something on Facebook and no matter how positive it is, you know, you'll get a negative yeah. comment. I promise you, Sam, there was thousands of comments and every single one was just pure love for this guy. There wasn't one going, oh, I'm sick of him. Like, when are we going to get rid of him? Nothing, nothing. Love, love, yeah. love, love, love from everyone. And I appreciate that, you know, with all the greatest respect to Wolves, I feel like we're possibly a bit of a bigger club. So I do get that. And I don't mean that in, in any disrespect yeah. to Wolves. So, like you know, I, I appreciate he got him up from the championship and that, but th- this, 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 I felt like uh, even to to a certain to a certain degree, irrespective of um, of 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 the performances to a certain degree. I mean, I know we haven't we've only have preseason friendly so far, but just the fact that you had that such such a divisive uh, atmosphere with 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 Mourinho, and it wasn't just the players; it was the fans. It was. Like yeah. it, it, he just he he this this is a good example of him right so you must have seen recently there was a preseason friendly between Rome I think it was a friendly right yeah that, that yeah. they they had three players sent off Roma and he got sent off right and and yeah. and and that just sums that guy up he just he just creates this nastiness and this and I and 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 maybe. 15, 20 years ago when Chelsea were in their prime and they, they had the nastiness with Terry and players like that, it worked. But it doesn't work now, you know? It, and and, and, and that's why it, I, I feel like Nuno is just going to bring back the love. The love with the players, the love with the fans. Get there, Before, before we, we finished uh, our last podcast, we, we spoke a lot about the disconnection. And, and I know you've mentioned it a few times when, when yeah. you was at your lowest dead with disconnect, disconnection. I think it was either Sherwood or AVB when, when you were yeah. like, I'm just yeah. so disconnected to this club. And I, and I feel like at the, at the end of last season, like, you know, obviously Mason had the last few games, but before Mourinho left, that disconnect was, yeah. was so obvious with the fans and, and, and the players time, yeah. and, and Mason's kind of, you know, he'd, I think Levy done the right thing, bringing Mason in. Cause there's a, there's a guy that we all love. He spurs through and through. He's kind of brought it back. Yeah, and, he, he can do no, no, wrong, he can do no wrong. But, but now I feel like Nuno's going to get, take that to the next level and and I can whereas we I know obviously there weren't fans in the, in the stadium to chant his name but I think even if there'd have been a, a, a if, if fans would have been allowed in, allowed in last season I don't think anyone would have sang Mourinho's name whereas I feel like no. we will be singing Nuno's name I feel like that's that's the, um, that's the difference I, I, I think you're right I, what, one of the things I hope is that he's given a bit of time because Everyone's got this kind of expectation in their brains of us returning immediately to peak pothole, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it, we're, we're not. You remember Pochettino came in from Southampton, you know, so a club uh, again respectfully smaller than ours, um, like Wolves, and 
he came in and it took him a good little while. I mean, a whole season really where we were kind of a bit up and down. I think we finished fifth in his first season. Um, but then the next season and the following season were two of the best I've ever had as a Spurs fan watching us. So I hope people come into this with, with acknowledging that we are going through a massive squad overhaul and it isn't going to be day one. Look, we're back. Ha ha. You know, we we are doing that painful rebuild that Pochettino screamed about all those years ago. We're doing it late, but yeah. we're doing it. Um, one of the architects of that is, again, someone who's joined the club over the summer, which, again, came out of left field. And it's uh, Mr. Paratici. Hey, <laughs> Paratici. And I, I apologise to everyone for my. I, I can't. You can't resist, you. can you? <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like my dad's. Uh, uh, since... My dad's exactly the same. My dad, my dad has almost got. I, I call it uh, accent Tourette's, and I think you've got the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I have accent Tourette's definitely. Yeah, the worst one is when I'm watching England India play cricket because I I, I mimic. <laughs> So, like, if I hear an accent a lot, I, I will mimic right. it. And and it's like it's okay if I'm doing it, like, with South African, American, or anything like that. But the minute you start doing Indian, everyone's, like, racist. Like, no, I, I just I just hear it and I do it. I don't mean it. And also, as well, because you can <laughs> yeah. do accents, because to people who can't do accents, when they try to do an Indian accent, yeah. it tends to sound a bit Welsh. Oh, <laughs> it's awful, yeah. No, but I am... Um, who is it? I've been watching a lot of The 100, yeah, the too, cricket yeah. thing. Apologies for this tangent. Um, and there's a, a brilliant uh, Indian commentator. And unfortunately, because I listen to him so much, I now find myself commentating on the 100 in my head in his voice. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God, that's not good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, also West Indian, by the way. There's a, a Dallas. Oh, I love Sammy, him. I He's such is. a quality commentator. Was, I love him. He was freezing cold the other night watching one of these games, but he refused to put a jacket on because it ruined his outfit, which cracked me up. <laughs> Um, so he's dancing around in his commentary thing, but of course all I can do is hear him, and he sounds like one of the characters from Cool Runnings, the Jamaican bobsled team. Like I am freezing here, man! I'm just killing myself. I mean, he was brilliant. I love him, loving the bit. So, but anyway, that was a tangent. So yeah, Paratici has joined us now. To say this came out of nowhere and then has become like a massive thing at the club is an understatement. Um, at the back end of last season, the idea of Daniel Levy relinquishing any sort of power or authority over anything was unheard of. However, what followed was a pretty vicious and for the first time uh, really targeted and voluminous attack on him and, and not in a, uh, you know, I'm not talking personal racist way, which unfortunately we've seen via TalkSport recently, but I'm talking about a number of fans. It's gone from like, oh, hashtag Levy out to being a thousand fans stood outside the stadium telling him to leave. And and that's a big difference. Yeah, Do you sure. know what I mean? Um, and, and I think uh, he himself has run into a lot of problems after the Super League with other chairmen. Um, a lot of chairmen literally wouldn't even take his calls. A lot of fellow Premier League uh, people won't, you know, said they wouldn't even attend a Premier League meeting if he was there. Um, he he unfortunately managed to get himself in this position where, in trying to be part of the the elite, he upset a lot of clubs who were working with Tottenham in a kind of 
they they saw Tottenham as the building block. Like Tottenham didn't have this oil money coming, didn't have anything like that. So clubs like Everton and other teams who were aspiring to make that step kind of worked with Tottenham quite a lot. Like on Everton on their stadium, for example, Daniel Levy has helped them a lot with with that and things. So I think they feel very betrayed by him, which which I can kind of understand. You know, if you look someone in the eye on a regular basis and go, no, I'm on board, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all part of the same group. Don't you worry. Oh, by the way, I'm off. Um, you know, so it caused quite a lot of problems. So the idea of then is there for him taking a step back, focusing on the corporate aspect, which, by the way, I think I've said a hundred times should have happened anyway and bringing in someone to handle the football side and basically be the face of the club, you know, so he can vanish into the background. And Paratici's come in as not a director of football, but he is director of football operations at the club. So he is director level at Tottenham PLC, and he is overseeing everything, and he is the face. So from now on, the club meetings, the... Everything to do with like uh, competitions, draws, rules, everything for that. That is that's Paratici. Yeah. He, he's he's the whole nine yards. The reason why Steve Hitchens remained is like head scout is because there's only so many hours of the day, and Paratici appears to want to work all of them. By I've the heard way. that he's just he like I've heard that he's he's permanently got the phone glued to his his ear. But yeah. was well, there was a yeah. there was a friend? Well, did he was it you that mentioned it? There was a friendly. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, I love this. Yeah, Chelsea. So we played Chelsea the other week, and uh, basically we were two 0 down, um, and he'd spent the whole game. He basically there one of uh, one of the journalists, Alistair Gold. Uh, was his Paratici watch every friendly he's been there and he's on his phone constantly you can see he's got his ear he's talking constantly so Alistair Gold finds it hilarious it's like here he is again he's on his phone <laughs> he's like always on his phone so he's keeping an eye on him just kind of thinking this is kind of funny that no matter what's going on the guy is constantly working we assume he's working I mean the guy could be listening to a podcast <laughs> a well-known podcast um but yeah, so anyway, uh, Chelsea, as everyone knows, took Nagoro Kante off and we got back into the game because he is literally a one-man machine difference maker. Uh, and we came back and drew 2-2, but both goals, Paratici lost his damn mind. You'd think it was a cup final, not just a random pre-season charity friendly. Um, and I, I kind of loved that. It's like he's brand new to the club. He's come from Juventus after all those years being there. Um, it's his first time in English football. I'm not expecting him to be a fan. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's like, he's just a director. But yeah, the, the video of him, he loses his shit. <laughs> like the, we equalised, and he was practically on the pitch. And I, I kind of fell in love with the guy after that. I was like a bit indifferent to him, but now I'm fully on board. I'm buying uh, Italian suits. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm slicking my hair back. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, hey, I'm talking like this a lot. <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I can't, I, I'm absolutely over the moon. I, I love that. I mean, don't you think? Yeah, do, do you know what it reminds me of? Um, last season when we uh, beat Chelsea in the in the League Cup and I remember Reggion yeah. just celebrated like we'd won yeah. the Cup. And you just, yeah. like, part yeah. of you think, well, you just join the club. Like, you know, it's, but they just yeah. have this instant... Yeah massive passion for the club and yeah, i love it i absolutely love it <clears throat> um 
Reggie as well. Uh, we're going to talk about. We've made some new signings. Uh, one of them is a, a Spanish, a Spanish international young kid called Brian Gill. Again, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, but it looks like Brian Gill. <laughs> so that's I, how I'm saying it. I never thought I'd meet a Spanish person called Brian. <laughs> it's, it's probably Brian Gill. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Brian Gill. Um, and and when he when he signed, um, Regulon put a thing on Instagram, um, like uh, "Welcome to Tottenham. You're gonna absolutely love it here. It's a fantastic club." And it's like, oh, good boy. Good boy, yeah. yeah we're, we're on board with you, sir. Um, but yeah, so Paratici's come in and he, and he is... he. One of his things was like he had to sort the squad. Like the squad needed overhaul like two, three years ago. And he's come in and one of the things... I'm just going to kind of point it out a minute ago because we're going to talk about the new sign in a second. But obviously Brian Gill was signed. He's 20 years old. He's a Spanish under twenty one international, very highly rated across Spain, uh, and he and he's a winger, so he's a direct replacement for the person who, basically, was part of the transfer going the other way, and that's Eric Lamella. Uh, Lamella's joined Sevilla as part of that deal, and Lamella was twenty nine. As we all know, injury issues, we'd only maybe get twenty games a season out of him at best, um, so. That's a 29-year-old out of the squad and a 20-year-old replacing him. Toby Alderweireld has left. Um, he was 32. And we've signed Christian Romero to replace him, who's 23. Um, Christian Romero was Serie A Italian, the Italian top flight defender of the year last And I mean, year. do you know what, do you know what, Sam? If, if you're going to if you're gonna get the best defender of any league, you really yeah. are going to go for Serie yeah. A, aren't you? I know, yeah, and and you think about the defenders, the Italian defenders who are next level. His he outstripped all of them last season. Uh, every stat, headed clearances, tackling, interceptions, everything, he bossed it last season. He then went and won the Copa America with Argentina and was one of their key players. So that as a signing is fantastic. So that's Christian Romero. So that's twenty three. So that's a nine year swing on both Lamella and Toby. By the way, nine years younger. The players we've replaced them with, as we all know, Danny Rose left the side uh, free transfer. He was thirty one. Uh, although his replacement in the squad had already been signed in Ryan Sessegnon, Ryan Sessegnon's twenty one. So again, that's a ten year difference between you know the person and the replacement and we all know that Joe Hart has left the squad Joe Hart was 34 and he's been replaced by Pierluigi Gallini um, again I don't know if I'm saying that right so apologies who's 26 who for a goalkeeper is quite young and that's an eight-year difference um, we're in the process of doing everything we can to facilitate Musa Sissoko leaving uh, he's 31. We're in talks with AC Milan at the moment, hoping to do a deal for him to leave. His replacement in the squad's come from the academy in Oliver Skip, who's 20. So that's an 11-year difference. Do you know? Do you know what I, I will say? And I know you you've been waxing Liverpool about Skip for a long time. So you know. I, yes, I have, and I hope everybody who listens are watching him going. Sam yeah, you right. you were right, mate. On this occasion, you know, a clock's right twice, Sam. So. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding, mate. It's a broke, a broke. <laughs> there you go. Like twice <laughs> yeah. a day. Yeah. You see, I can't even get that right. But um, <clears throat> no. yeah, I um, I've been really impressed with him. 
I, I know, like, I, I, I'll, 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 I'll happily admit that I didn't watch much championship football last season, but I know that I heard, you know, about how well he was doing, and, and you would always tell us about how much the Norwich fans loved him, and you'd share, you'd share clips yep. on social media uh, of, of from the Norwich fans, you know, raving about him. Yep. But and I, and I appreciate it's only pre-season, but he has really impressed me so far in pre-season. He's yes. a different Oliver Skip to the one. The last time I saw him play in a Spurs shirt was the game uh, live. Anyway, was when we lost the. Um, I think he might have been against Norwich. In the FA Cup, yeah, FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, he was playing, and we'd had the our head chopped off in, in regards to the strike force. We had no strikers, Son, Kane, everyone was injured. I think we had Delhi playing up front. I think, but he just yeah. looked like a. He, he, obviously, the talent's been always clearly the talent's been there. You know, he wouldn't be where he is now if it wasn't for him. But he looked a bit kind of out of his depth. I would happily admit he looked out of his depth. Whereas now, he looks like a seasoned Premier League footballer player. He really does look so different, so confident. And he's one of those players as well. And I know we've mentioned it before, but you forget that he's only really young. He looks like a bloke in his late 20s, doesn't he? <laughs> no, I completely agree. I mean, <clears throat> he's 20 years old, turns 21 in this season. He, he's something else. I mean, I, I remember watching him. I think I said to you, the first time I ever saw him, he played in the under-23 team. And he was like... 15 or 16 wow. and and I picked him out because I said oh bloody hell it's the first time I've seen this team this season who's that kid and and this guy next to me went he's making his debut I was like you're kidding he's like phenomenal have we signed him it's like no he's he's one of the youngsters he's been promoted to this team he's like he's really young I was like no way he's like yeah he's part of the under 18 squad and he, yeah, I think he was 17 he was he was like head and shoulders above everyone else on the pitch I always whenever I watch youth football I was um the, the players who appear to have time on the ball like just create it themselves are, are the ones who kind of stand mm. out to me and everything he did was calm composed everything and to say he was able to uh, snap in a tackle even against those who were that much bigger physically than him is an understatement he, he shirked from nothing and he's got this real kind of unassuming, nice guy expression on his face all the time. And he'll break your legs, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and then kind of just stand up and look like, what? Me? No. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I mean, I, I remember watching last season, Hoybier just commit like 20 fouls a game and only get booked once and be like, how in the hell does yeah, he do sure. that? Um, and Skippy has got a little bit of that to him as well. I think I think referees just kind of going, "Oh, he's all right. He did." No, really yeah, sure. Love him. Look at him. Look at him, little scamp. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I'm. I can't wax lyrical enough. There's this rumor that we're going to loan him again to a Premier League team. I really hope that's not well, true. Well, I was going to um, ask you, Sam. Uh, that, that actually, uh, it's, it's a good way to lead into the question I was going to ask you. Do you think they could both play in the same team, Hoybier and Skip? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think a lot depends on how you want to play football. Um, Hoybier likes to be a destroyer, a break things up, but he has the ability to also create. If you watch him play for Denmark, he presses higher up the pitch. And in the Euros, he picked up like three or four assists in the Euros because he can thread a ball. He really can. And Skip's the same. Skip's got a brilliant eye for a pass. And... What you kind of need to do is establish how Nuno wants Tottenham to play. Because if he wants to play in a kind of... um, If you go back to the way Pochettino had Tottenham play, 
you had a Wanyama alongside Dembele. Those two could easily form that, mm. if you see what I mean. They, they, they really could. And it's building an understanding, you know, one's going to press higher up, one's going to hold, you know, which one goes, which one doesn't. But they could alternate. Skip's just as comfortable just sitting in front of the back four kicking people. He really is. But but they, they can go box to box as well. And I think having that is great. I think also having the fact that you can rotate them is great as well. I think Hoybier played something ridiculous, like 100 first, first-class games mm-hmm. last season between Denmark and Tottenham. That's yeah, insane. And the guy was back early for pre-season, by the way, only by a few days, but he was. He was like, oh, I got And he got bored. married, didn't he, in the summer? <laughs> yeah, and he got married, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, um, I, I I can't wait. I mean, there's so much, so many players there to be excited about. I mean, our new signings look great. Um, we're not done there at all, by the way. Everyone with any insight that I trust are telling me that Another central defender's on the way. A right back is being looked at urgently. Um, a creative midfielder and a striker. So they want four wow. more. But that also they want some out. I mean, Serge Aurier is very much on the out list. Uh, Musa Sissoko, very much on the out list. And of course, that brings us to probably the biggest... Um, the elephant in the room. <laughs> really won't he, the elephant in the room, and that's the Harry Kane situation. Um, I, how how are you feeling about him right now? Because I um <laughs> I I kind of have got this uh, almost like a family thing, which is look, I love the guy, but at the moment I'm pissed. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, mate. Uh, I, you I, it's, it's a weird one. Okay, so I I don't know where so. I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say we're a better club without him, okay? Because we're not like any team any team that loses Harry Kane is is worse off, you know. That that's that's a given, isn't it? That really is. I just yeah. wonder whether, you know, you spent the last ten minutes talking about our signings and our new manager and the different formations he's going to play. I just wonder whether, from an evolutionary point of view, whether it's the right time. Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to lose him, yeah. but at some point, at some point, it's going to go. Whether he whether he retires at Tottenham and leaves or, and leaves in six years, like he's too old to play, or whether he does leave at some point, Harry Kane isn't going to play for Spurs. So at some point, you know, he's going to have to. He's going to go. You know, we're not we're not permanently going to be Tottenham Hotspur with Harry Kane. You know, and but I no. I, I just feel like. <sighs> I just feel like possibly like I, I don't want I don't want, I don't want him to go, but at the same time it it could it could it feels like maybe maybe it's the right time. I, I don't know how to explain it the right way. Do you do you feel that if he is to go, the the, the money has to be yeah. There. You know I I I'm uh, Jack Grealish just gone the Man City. Jack Grealish is a phenomenal talent. I don't think he's at Harry Kane's level yet. I mean, he could he could achieve that at Man City, definitely. But Kane is a world-class striker. You know, he he finished last season highest goals, highest assists in the Premier League. That's no mean feat. He, he, he's next level. He really is. He's world-class. So if they're Man City are willing to spend £100 million on Jack Grealish and they've only offered £100 million for Harry Kane... I think the club are perfectly right to say mm. no. Mm. 
Uh, I know Harry's thrown his toys out of his pram, and I know he's now trying to backtrack that PR-wise. Um, but 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 let's look at the facts here, okay? Harry Kane was due to come back on that Monday. No matter people, I've seen like these kind of like Harry Kane apologists in our comments on our Facebook page, like, "Oh, this is all made up. This is all press crap." I'm sorry. If he wasn't due back on that Monday, like it was agreed, the club knew, he knew, the club would have issued a statement. There isn't a doubt in my mind, because why would they allow a player to get ripped apart if it was agreed? They wouldn't. It's a, it's a nonsense. There would have been a very quick thing to all of their journalists who were on side to say, hey guys, he ain't due back till Friday. This is nonsense. Because they'd have loved to stuck it to Sky Sports. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And every other journalist who also likes to stick it to Sky Sports would have been all over it. The reality is, when he didn't show up on that Monday, the club didn't know where he was, they couldn't contact him, so when the journalists were asking questions, the club were going, we don't know. And that's why the story went wild. The next day, he didn't show up again. And again, so the speculation grew. The club, you know, everyone's going, oh, the club should say something. The club couldn't say anything because they didn't know what the hell was going on. What do you want them to do? Stand there and go, uh, official statement from the club. We don't know where our star player is. Uh, they look like morons. So they, they did the better thing, which is just, you know, okay, let's just try and contact him. Eventually, when contact was made, it would appear that Harry Kane asked for additional time off. The club said no, and Kane took it anyway. It's it's a it's a shame because um, Harry and I've said this on many podcasts before that mm. Harry Kane is is like he's he is like the ultimate role model I would suggest for one hundred percent agree yeah. but it's like he's let himself down a little bit hasn't he and and I I think he's let himself down and this is due to advice I think he's let himself down. Because he's allowed a situation to occur. And I think once he realised what was going on. I think perhaps saw the reaction. Because fans up to this point have been kind of like. Do you know what? You've given everything for us. We're going backwards. If you mm, want to leave Harry. We get it. Yeah. We understand. Mm. We get it. That was the kind of overall mm. sense. Man did that turn. That Monday and the Tuesday, if you go anywhere online or anywhere at all, which, by the way, Harry does. Well, he well, does he, well he, you know he does stuff. because he, he brought that statement out to say that he'd seen some of yeah. the hate towards him, hadn't he? You know, yeah. so he does look at yeah. it. But it was it was pure it was pure anger. It was you know it wasn't like hating on him. It was just like how could you do mm. that to us? And, and and to be honest with you, I think it's a valid emotion because. If you want to leave, you walk into Daniel Levy's office and you say, Daniel, I want to leave the club. Here is a formal transfer yeah, request. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but he's not done that because it hits yes, him financially. Yes, absolutely, yeah. So as, so as fans, he's then orchestrated these situations. Knowing, you know, he did that interview with Gary Neville. That was a slap in the face. All of us felt that it was a slap, but all of us kind of took it as like, you know what, yeah, okay, all right, we're going to let it go. We love you. But that was a slap in the face. To then take it that much further to then just not show up to the club, you've got to look at his statement as well. It's so cleverly worded. I have never refused to train. No, you refuse to show up to do all the tests. Mm. 
<laughs> so, you know, he didn't say, I have never refused to show up when the club have asked me to, because he did. He did, he did refuse. He said, I have never refused to train. Well, yeah, but you weren't scheduled to train. You were scheduled to show up, do all your COVID testing, all your baseline testing, have a meeting with Daniel, uh, uh, you know, Paratigi, you got to have a meeting with the new manager. You were due to do all of that Monday, Tuesday, and then go into pre-season. And he didn't. He showed up on Friday. So, you know, you put that statement out, and within minutes, the fans had ripped that apart as well. And, and rightly so, because it was it was a nonsense. It was a... PR exercise and now there's all these mumblings about um oh you know Harry you know Harry could yet sign a new contract with Tottenham and all of this stuff it's PR there there is a PR war going on here with the England captain um there's a rumor that uh, Southgate even reached out to him to say this isn't a good look for an England mm. captain <laughs> Um, there, there's, I mean, all of this is rumor. This is not stuff that I know. But you know, there's rumors that he was in Florida and literally didn't have any Wi-Fi. That's why people couldn't get hold of him. But he shouldn't have been in bloody Florida anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it, there's a lot. There is a lot to unpack with the Harry Kane situation. Me personally, I've reached the point where I'm kind of like. If they offer 125 to 150 million, I think we should take mm. it. Because I like you said about natural evolution, sometimes you reach a point where you go, yeah, perhaps you should go. But you don't want to be Do here. you know what as well? And, and I, it's something I hadn't thought of. And I know uh, uh, Stefan uh, put it on the on a post uh, the other day. But it, mm. like, how, how many cup finals has, has Kane oh, been yeah. in with England yeah, and Spurs? Yeah, this is... It's been a yeah, few. Yeah, this is this is this is one of the things, and and it does it does great because his narrative has moved from wanting to win trophies to he wants to play in the Champions League. How many years ago were we all sick of hearing players say, "Oh, you know, I need to leave Tottenham because I need Champions League mm. football." Well, he's been part of the team that have failed to qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if we're looking at signing a player and a player goes, look, guys, I'm very sorry. I, I want to stay in the Champions League. So it's a no from me. You can look at that and go, okay, you know, this is a player. He's playing Champions League right now. He doesn't want to take the step back. He knows in England it's difficult. You know, you don't have the same teams qualify every year. So, you know, it's going to be a bit of a lottery, whatever. But Harry Kane has been part of the team that has played in the Champions League final played in two League Cup finals, two FA Cup semi-finals with us. He's played in a World Cup semi-final and a European Championships final with England. He scored in no, none of no, them, I believe. he hasn't. No, he just doesn't show up, does he, in the, in the finals? You know? No, in the finals. So it is very aggravating then, but that's why his narrative yeah. changed. You know, the PR has changed. It's no longer, I need to leave Tottenham to win trophies. He's saying... I want to win trophies. Oh, but I, I need to leave because of the Champions League. And it's like back yeah, to back bullshit yeah, again. Yeah. It, it's, such a, it's such a nonsense because, you know, Man City, don't get me wrong, I don't think it'll happen because they got out of the last one. But there is an impending investigation still dangling around Man City's neck at the moment, which could have them removed from the Champions League for the next two seasons. That's due to get heard in the next two weeks. Sorry, sorry, two months. Now, 
I, I have got no faith in sport authorities or anything like that, by the way, because I've seen them all get away with murder for too long to believe anyone will actually get punished for doing something wrong. But if you're leaving Tottenham, right, and you're saying, oh, I need to play for a club who's in the Champions League, do you sign for one that's got an appending thing around their yeah, neck? Yeah, of course. Like, they could be removed for two years and you sign a contract and you just... It just makes it, it, just makes it clear as a nonsense. You know, oh, I want to play for Pep. All right, well, that's fine. You want to play for, under Pep Guardiola, no problem. How about we go back in time to the fact that Pep Guardiola used to slag Tottenham off and say they were the Harry mm. Kane team. And now, all of a sudden, Pep Guardiola has realised he can't win the Champions League without him, so he needs yeah, to sign yeah. him. I, f- I found it... I, it's, it's I know, I know um, he's doing it, it's all mind games, but I found it hugely disrespectful, him talking about Harry Kane. I mean, managers just don't do that, do they? Managers don't do it. They don't talk well, about other no, players. And, and it's interesting you say that, because like I, I read the quote of that and it didn't bother me, because I'm so used to transfer crap now. However, what I did find really interesting, because uh, you said it to me about it annoyed you, and, and I find it interesting was that Nuno got asked about a striker we've been leaked to, and he refused to talk about it, so now I'm only here to talk about Tottenham mm. players. What I found interesting was the press used that to hit Pep. Like the press, literally on them on their own backs, took that comment and ran with it as this is an example of how a manager should behave, and literally attacked Pep Guardiola over it for a good good news cycle. It was a good twenty four hours. I, I kind of find that interesting that the the worms turned a little bit. I think the press here are kind of like Pep Guardiola's a great coach. His teams play great football. But it's a bit ridiculous when you're managing a team that just buys everyone's. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing because, you know, it, it, it's always been the case with us, isn't it? Like you look at Bale, Berbatov, Sheringham. That it's almost like yeah. the press help Man United or whatever team they've gone to to, to go there, yeah. you know. And and it's felt a little bit like that with Kane. But then, like you said, um, you want you wonder whether yeah that kind of stuff is is are they as eager for it to happen because yeah that, that's it don't it don't appear to be yeah. it appears to me if you read the press stories they're kind of like sick to death mm. of it like why and i also think kane not showing up um i i, th- I think um i think him missing that i think shocked a few a lot mm. of people I, I mean gary neville irked me again um you know all of these people gary neville had a go at paul pogba because Paul Pogba does this, does that, and it's disrespectful for like Paul Pogba shows up and trains and does his job, no matter what's going on. And Gary Neville really slammed him. Harry Kane doesn't show up. He gets asked for a comment and he goes, oh, Harry Kane's the best professional I've ever known. He should have definitely shown up. However, it shows he's clearly really upset. Yeah, there shouldn't be a but. There shouldn't be I'm a like, but, should do. I'm like, what? Oh. That doesn't make sense. And you got Rio Ferdinand saying... Oh, you know, the the team should just put out a statement. You know, everyone should know where they stand. It's like, well, everyone does know where they stand. He's got a three-year contract with us. You know, if he wants to leave, he needs to walk through the door, put in a transfer request, and then then the club will set a fee. The club will say, okay, Harry, you want to leave? This is how much they have to pay. If they don't pay it, you ain't Mm. going anywhere. Uh, And at the moment, you know, a £100 million offer for Harry Kane isn't enough. Maybe next summer a hundred million's enough because he's then got two years. And he'll be twenty nine, wouldn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, this this <laughs> this summer it's not the value the club have set is one hundred and fifty million. They've made that clear. They've leaked that to high heaven mm-hmm. <laughs> that everybody knows the figure. Man City are talking. Oh well, we can maybe do one twenty, one thirty. Well, maybe Tottenham will consider it because of the fuss Harry's causing and the fact he desperately wants to go. Why do you want to hold on to someone who don't want to be there? But they've set the price, and if you're not going to pay it, you yeah, jog on. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's kind of everything. I mean that, that's everything I want to cover on the list. I mean, sort of in a in a hilarious way, our first game of the season's against Man City. How are you feeling about well, it? Well, do you know what? I thought that'd be a good time to mention the fact that I've Seb's a season ticket holder now. This <laughs> is fantastic. Yes. Uh, so we, so I was sitting in the in the north, and um, there, Seb was thirteen thousandth in line for a season ticket, mm, and somehow yeah. uh, he's managed to be offered one, which means thirteen at least thirteen thousand people didn't renew their season ticket. So um, yep. they, because obviously uh, our season tickets holders sit to the left and the right of me I couldn't have sat where I was currently sitting so I just cheekily asked them if there was anywhere in the south in the middle and they said yeah right I think row 50 right slap bang in the middle fantastic I am absolutely buzzing and I'm not giving this up now now I'm in the south stand where where I should have should have applied for in the first place that is me now I'm not giving I'm not no one you'd have to prize it from my dead hands in my season although it's not a physical (laughs) thing anymore you have to prize my phone and then go to the app but uh, yeah so we're both so we're both going on Sunday can't wait getting our, our Spurs home Spurs kits delivered today so yeah I'm buzzing I I got no uh I don't know about you, but I don't really. Feel like I've got no um, expectation of getting a result, but no, I just—it's no. it's just being back in the stadium. It's just—it's just—it feels like I know, as you are acutely aware, things aren't back to normal with with, with um, when it comes to COVID. Uh, no, but sir. It, this just feels like um, this part of this part of life is is getting back to some kind of normality. You, you know, like seeing fans mm, in the stadium. I, I am, I am a walking testament to things can still go yeah. badly. But if people are paying attention, vaccinated, doing the tests like they need to do before going to the stadium and stuff like that, then we're we're going to be okay. Um, it's when assholes don't do it that it creates a problem. You know, you know what? So, my my um, friend of a friend of mine actually. I said, he's been on the show, uh, uh, Nile, who, who does another podcast. He yeah, he, um, yeah, yeah. he went, he got tickets to the semi-final um, against Denmark, the England game, and uh, he ca- uh, two days later he posted a picture of him wrapped up in a, I think he was wearing a sleeping bag, I think, looking very pale. Basically, oh, he's dear. got COVID, and he says he, he he pretty much he's pretty much sure he caught it at the game, and he said Obviously, he said yeah. that I think the problem was is that people. Uh, could tell them that they'd done a test, but they didn't have to prove they'd done a test. So everyone's yeah. going to go, yeah, yeah, I've done a test, mate. Yeah, I'm naked. If you let me in, two beers, please. You know, like who's gonna, who's gonna, yeah. if you've got tickets to the semi-final no, no. Of, of of a major championship, you, you're not going to admit it if you've got it over you. So I can imagine. Well, I... Sadly, not. No, I mean it's it's yeah. I mean, I, 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 my my hope is that it is. You know, we move forward. We got September, October, November when, you know, typical cold and flu season kicks in. My hope is by that point, enough people are vaccinated that we ride it out and we are, you know, normal. I'm doing that in air Mm. quotes. 
But but right now, I mean, let's just focus on football. And it's just great, the idea of having fans back in that stadium. I'm looking forward to watching the game. Like you, I don't really have any expectations. My my kind of thoughts are, I want us, I want us to see us play football. Yeah, do you know, do you know that's it, Sam. <laughs> um, that's it. I just want to see us <clears> playing <throat> attacking football. Like the Mourinho just yeah. strangled the strangled the, the, the game and our game yeah. to death, didn't he? Yeah, every game against Man City as well was awful. I mean, I basically watched our last two, three games against Man City. I think they had like 80% possession. And although we won a couple of them, by the way, it was just hard to watch. Do, do, do you know yeah, what? So, they? Um, so yeah, they're, they're so... Uh, if I'm, I may, may be off by a year or so, but I'm pretty sure that they've, Man City have won their last 11 first games of the season. Yes, but they've not beaten us at our stadium. Yeah, that's that. But so that's yeah. eleven years, and twelve years ago was the last time they didn't win their first game of the season. And do you know who that was against? Well, I'm hoping you us. And I was at that game as well, but it was a nil-nil well, draw. <laughs> that, I'll take. Yeah, I'll I think I would as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd take a solid nil-nil hand. <laughs> um, so the last thing to talk about uh, before we, before we broke up for for summer holidays, um, we talked about the fact that we were getting a sponsor for the podcast, and we have one. Um, so Matt, how are your balls? <laughs> the balls. They're, 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 they're in the best shape they've been for a while, mate. To be fair, yes, wonderful. Um, hopefully that will make sense next week. We are sponsored by Manscaped. Um, which is a phenomenal product, which we are going to promote over the next few weeks. Um, they're giving us a special discount code for all of our listeners. So from next week, the show is sponsored by Manscaped, and we will be bringing you a code where you can all go online and buy products to improve the health of your testicles. That's a sentence I, like I never thought I'd say. <laughs> but I did. Um, I've also got Laura to record some audio, which will help with promoting, you know, balls and and shaven balls. Yeah, of course, because although it's a, a very masculine thing, have, having a very feminine voice will hopefully kind of yeah, you know balance that definitely. out. I mean, I, uh, she mm. she's a hero. She basically recorded exactly what I wrote down, which amazed me. I was not expecting it. I was expecting just like no. <laughs> But no, no, she did it. So we're going to have some fun with that next week. So yes, next week's podcast will be brought to you by Can't Manscaped. Uh, we will be back now uh, every week, touch wood, um, talking about all things Tottenham Hotspur as the season goes on. Uh, we play Man City. Come on, you Spurs. We'll be back next week. Take care, mate. podcast we hope that you enjoyed the show to stay up to date with all things tottenham follow us on social media 
All links are in the podcast description.